1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member
0: FDIC. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Flow Track podcast. I'm Kevin, joined remotely by Gordon Mack, who is in, I believe, Minnesota. Is that correct? Correct, Duluth, Minnesota. How are things
1: here? In a lot of wild accents, it is awesome. <laughs> like went uh, whitewater rafting two days ago or yesterday. Don't know which day it was, but our instructor hard a boot about like it was. It was. I felt like I was in a movie. It was. It was fun. I nice. love the accent here because it all sounds like it's fake, but then you realize it's real, and then it becomes even better. Because right, Minnesota
0: right. accents are really unique. I think uh, I'm surprised that you, you got out unscathed with whitewater rafting. I'm surprised.
1: I feel yeah, like unscathed. you'd be the type of guy who would unscathed. just like really go
0: for it and, and end up underneath the water. No?
1: I almost fell in once. <laughs> okay, That good. was about it.
0: Tell the story. So,
1: I mean, the story is I'm sitting in the front. I'm going. We're, they do the wave where you look down and then you realize... You're going into the water like there's no like the water's coming into you. You don't get to decide, and then you just, the water fills up the raft, and you feel like you're going to sink. But then you just have to hold on, and then you come up, and then you're fine. It's really All not right. that complicated. I mean, there was there was kids on on one of the other rafts, so it's not like I was out there yeah. doing crazy five class
0: five rafts. It was just a good time. So. All right, I'm glad you're okay. I'm um, happy to have you back tomorrow. Hopefully, right tomorrow you'll be back. Is that right? Yeah, yeah we'll tonight. See. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. Gordon, probably he's pretty cool. You might be uh, podcasting from a raft somewhere. We also got Colt. Colt producing yeah. the return of Colt. Colt, what's up, man? I'm back. How you feeling?
1: Glad to be here. Yeah. Awesome.
0: Yeah, feeling good. Glad to have you. All right, we got a lot to talk about. It's Let's get into it. Yeah, it's great to have Colt back. We have just so much to get to. Uh, but first, folks might have noticed. You know, if you're watching the logos, the gear, we're sponsored, Gordon. We're sponsored this podcast presented by Tracksmith, the independent running brand inspired by a deep love of the sport. After years of crafting running apparel, which we are wearing right now, from best-in-class materials and timeless silhouettes, they've made their first foray into footwear. Gordon's holding it up right there for you guys to see. Inspired by running on soft, springy, and responsive natural surfaces, you can check out the new Elliott Runner today. The website is Tracksmith.com. Break it down, Gordon. I wore these shoes when I went whitewater
1: and they supported me fine. I didn't fall out of the boat. So not <laughs> only are they great for trail runs, road runs, track runs, whatever, whitewater rafting as well. Add that, that to the list of what Tracksmith can do. Uh But no, they're great shoes. I was uh excited to wear them. And the best part about them is they work like running shoes, but they also don't look like running shoes. So you can wear them like casually
0: and also athletically,
1: which is what I really like about it.
0: Yeah, neutral everyday trainer, two part supercritical critical back system. You were talking about you're walking around the office in them, guys. Gordon was bounding around the office in these things. He was, he was, he had a little bit of a pep in his step once he got these. Right? They also
1: make me a little bit taller. It's <laughs> like an inch. So. When I go on these when I go on these dates and they say how oh, I'm six three, I am four. That's you never know. So if you want to get a little height advantage, he's also a good I love it. I good, love it.
0: Good choice. I took him out for a run this morning. Very comfortable. nine um, millimeter drop stack height, as you mentioned, thirty three point five at the heel, twenty-four point five at the forefoot. Uh, the shoe fits true to size. They had me sized up perfectly. So check them out. Tracksmith.com. They're called the Elliott Runners. Thank them for sponsoring the pod. Let's get into the show. We're going to talk about LA Grand Prix. We're going to talk about Robot Diamond League. We're going to talk about the NCAA prelims, East and West. We are going to talk about Anna Hall at Goetzis, dropping the number five heptathlon. In history, there's going to be a lot. We're going to try to get to all of it. We don't know if Colt's going to do a three-hour show, so we're going to go for as long as we can today. Let's start with the world <laughs> record, Gordon. The world record in the shot put and one of the greatest performances in track and field history. When you look at the numbers, Ryan Krauser, 23-56, breaks his old world record. He did it on the fourth attempt, and it followed attempts one and two where he went 23-23 and then 23-31. So not just one big throw for Krauser, but three big throws for the world record holder. He talked afterwards about how he's still tinkering with his technique. He's come up with a new way to do it. It's clearly working. He thinks he's got more in the tank, but it's hard to compare events. I get it. Every event's a little bit different in the way it's run and the opportunities that are out there. But Gordon, this is crazy. This was the best throw of all time the third best throw of all time, and the fifth best throw, tied for the fifth best throw of all time by one person in the same competition.
1: Yeah, I mean, there used to be this whole thing called the 22-meter club. That's (laughs) not a thing anymore. Like, that's such, like, 22-meter club? Well, that's not a thing. The 23-meter club is now the exclusive club they want to be in because of what Ryan Krauser has been doing. And he is the... Chief Executive, Vice President, Senior <laughs> Correspondent of this club because it's just him. Joe Kovacs is like a part-time member. Sometimes he shows up at a clutch championship performance and throws down a 23-meter throw. But outside of Ryan Krauser, it's Joe Kovacs, Randy Barnes, and uh, Timmerman of mm-hmm. um, Germany, and that's it. And the rest Krauser, 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 Krauser.
0: Yeah, you talked about 23-meter club. He might get to 24, which is unthinkable. People saw the video from Saturday. They had the barrier at 24 meters. They thought that was far enough back. He almost hit that thing. He he was landing on a short hop and then slamming in to the edge of the sector, and he he thinks he's got more in the tank. I don't know, but I'm not going to tell him no at this point. We thought the first time he broke the world record – that was this historic leap forward in the event. And then he puts together a series like this. Just insane. And I started looking up other all-time performances. I was like, oh, what's Rojas's best series? What's Walarchek's best series? You went back to, to Tokyo. Long jump. World championship. Carl Lewis versus Mike Powell. Lewis had an incredible series, but he lost the competition to Mike Powell. And Mike Powell got the world record. So when people say this is in the mix, or this might be the best competition of all time. Again, with the caveat that all events are different in track and field, and it's hard to measure this versus a 100-200 double or a prelim and a final. This is This is right up there with what he did. 1-3 and tied for fifth. He averaged 23.12 meters per throw. <laughs> and that's with... Is that with the third round, fifth round, and sixth round? Yeah, all of them. So he threw yeah. 138.7 meters in six throws. So <laughs> he averaged 23.12. Yeah, which. That's nuts. What's his po- Yeah, 23.12. Uh, if you look at that historically, second was, all time. Yeah, well, that was the old record before this era. Kind of fitting. Yeah. Randy Barnes, 2312 in the same venue. And that was the record since 1990 before Kovacs broke it. And Kov or sorry, before Krauser broke it. And then now Krauser is saying average that for a series of six throws. He averaged Barnes's unbreakable world record over the course of six throws. It's mind boggling yeah. what he did. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. And I like that the barrier was that close. I know some people were worried. Ah. What's gonna happen? I liked that it was that close because it just showed you what he was doing with bumping up against what we thought was possible in the event. Gave you a great con, just just as the same as when people almost jump out of the pit in the long jump. You're worried about what it means for the competition, but it gives you an idea of just how good they are. Man,
1: it, uh, him and Mondo, the, and you could say Rojas in a way, and maybe even Sydney. There's like. A conglomerate, a conglomerate, is that mm-hmm. the right word? Yeah. Conglomerate of all great athletes who are literally rewriting the record books. That's normally a phrase, oh, you rewrote the record books. No, these athletes, Krauser, Mondo, Sidney, Rojas, if they don't exist, the records are just completely different. So it's kind of cool just to be part of, you know, four to five athletes in their prime that we know. When all is said and done, they're going to be the entire top 10 list. There's going to be a – they're going to have to make asterisk top 10 list because they're going to be like, ah, I want to know what the <laughs> real top 10 is when you take out
0: Krauser, when you take out Mondo, when you take out Sydney, when you take out Ross. Yeah, 100%. Well, large check, same thing in the hammer. Uh, David in the chat brings up Jonathan yeah. Edwards' triple jump series from 95, Gothenburg World Championships, an 1829 and an 1816, I'm seeing there. But it's got to be, again, it's got to be there with the with the caveat that it, it is hard to measure this compared to a pole vault or compared to a high jump or compared to 100 or 200. It was just, we got, at least I did, I got so fixated on, okay, he just smashed the old world record. But then you look back at the twenty three twenty three and the 23-21. Also, once he did the twenty three twenty three, 23 I started making the graphic. You'd have been proud of me. I knew it was over at that point. I started getting it ready because I knew, started writing the article, it was just a matter of how far. Because you open with 23-23, he's, he's only going to get – he's going to get at least one that's that's bigger than that, you figure, and, and he delivered. Unreal, unreal.
1: Uh, I'm surprised. So obviously that was the marquee moment of the weekend. There, Let me say there's a lot. It took a world record to be the marquee because – yeah. From NCAA's, so what Anahal was doing, other meets here in LA and Rabat. But you chose
0: an interesting number two story. I chose the 100. I didn't think – w- okay. Men's 100 because I want to go – I want to group this by events or event group, okay, if you will. And I think right. a lot of things happened in the men's 100. A lot of things happened in the men's fifteen. So I don't want to make this just a let's go through Rabat and then let's go through L.A. I want to talk about it by events. And then same thing with the women's sprints between the the 100 and the 200 that were split. So I want to talk about the men's 100. Let's start first in Rabat. Fred Curley shows up. He delivers. 994. Gets the win. Came on late. He's really strong over those last 40, 50 meters to the point where to beat him, you got to be out in front early on. You got to put pressure on Curley. He's just so solid Uh, simbine solid race 999 for second Omanyala of kenya in the previous press conference said he's not going to lose a race again this season credit him for talking big and getting the hype going but he got third 10.05 tobogo fourth 10.09 bromel 10.10 not on this list this happened after we got done recording last week marcel jacobs scratched again issue with his back uh, I think Fred Curley posted something funny. I don't even remember at this point. Fred Curley's getting the trash talk game down, too. He posted a, and I took that personally meme after he won this race as well, too. He's he's dialed in on all fronts, but 100% not surprised by Jacobs. He's supposed to run against Curley in Italy, but at this point, I don't know. Listen, even if Jacobs ran, I think he would have had a tough time getting in the top three or four. It's, it's been a while since he's run something that lets us know he's at the level that Curley's at right now. Um, so So this one was big. And then I'll just throw the LA result out there, and you can take this wherever you want to. Oh, here's the curly tweet. Let's throw that up there, Colt. We got that. That one's too good. We can't pass that up. I mean, this is great work by him. Uh, especially people who are still loving those last dance memes. Because um, I think he did it. Did you just do the duck emojis when Jacob scratched? Like, yeah,
1: I gotta resize it. I'm rusty.
0: He uh, curly called it too. Like, in the press conference, I think it was before the last meet, not Rabat, but in the press conference for the last meet, he said something like, I'll race him if he shows up. Like, and this is after Jacobs had committed to a series of races. He basically was predicting that Jacobs wouldn't show. So then when Jacobs didn't show, then he was like, all right, whatever. And then Omanyala talks about how he's not going to go undefeated, and then Curly posts the, and I took that personally, (laughs) meme. Kevin. Yeah. Is
1: Fred Curly low key an amazing Photoshop artist? Because you look at his head placement yeah, it's good. onto the Michael Jordan meme, it looks flawless, is a perfect size. Either he has someone helping him with his memes or he is on point with how to rotoscope and put his head <laughs> onto another man's body. Because that is that it looks flawless. I mean, Cole, you you know a lot about graphic artists and creativity. Yeah, Colt, on right, the internet. I'm That's good. impressive, right? Yeah, right? I think you like maybe a little bit of like the, the shading on the neck gives it away, but it's really close, it's really good. Yeah,
0: <laughs> okay, so then I'll ask this question. Like, I don't even, what was I don't better? Even know where, like, is it the neck or the chin? What was better, is 100 or the Photoshop this weekend? What's the more impressive Fred Curly performance?
1: I mean, the Photoshop, the 100, he had a plus one wind, like yeah. plus 0.1. That Photoshop. He was going to the headwind because he's taking a photo that's probably from outside. Going to a headwind? You know, there's a lot of light angles going <laughs> to the headwind. So, like, does that thumb. The thumb just barely doesn't inter- interrupt his cropping of the head. You notice that? This yeah. It's like – I think the victor goes to the Photoshop parts. <laughs> so, if it's curly, congrats. You got double gold this weekend.
0: But if it's not, whoever oh, your guy is. Well done. Thumbs up. Top to bottom. Okay. So – In L.A., on the sprint side of things, I'm going to mention this and then I'll get out of your way. Your guy, your guy, Akeem Blake, biggest victory of his career, 9.89, bounces back from losing in Bermuda, gets a PB, uh, beats Cravant Charleston and Christian Coleman, who are both at 9.91. So jump in here about that race or about Rabat. What's up with the men's 100? All right, so we'll start with uh, Blake.
1: This was... I would agree with you. His best race of his career, young career, he got a legit win over Coleman. However, even though this is his best race, you kind of get a little concerned because you say, "Wait, is your best race a race where the second place finisher was Cravant Charleston, who I don't think has ever even made a world team, right?"
0: Has he ever? But he's been team? on. He might he's have been on fire. Speaking of which, track he's, he's been running on fire. a tracksmith jersey, running a tracksmith jersey, Cravant Charleston as well. So they have tracksmith. He Yeah. Yeah, and he he's been great this year. I like
1: that. I mean, no, don't get me wrong. He's having this is his breakout year. This is this is his one shot to make the team because of the way he's running. But oh, what I'm saying, like the legacy of Charleston is not the same thing as the legacy of, Coleman. I guess you could say, Christian Coleman, who was well, also in this race. yeah, he's a world
0: champion. Mine, of course, yeah.
1: <laughs> but like, it. All right, just hear me out. If Take the win. The Take oh, the win. No, no I'm taking Blake's, the win. I'm taking the win. He might spin
0: your guy. He gets, it doesn't matter what anybody else yeah. said. Stop doing the transitive property thing. Because you could say, oh, he beat Marvin Bracey by over a tenth, and Marvin no. Bracey was a silver medalist. Like, you can't nitpick and say, this person had a great race, that person had bad race, whatever. Like, he got the win. He's been your guy for a while. I've been on Team Seville. I'm allowing you to gloat. He's your guy. Okay. And I'm, I'm proud of Blake. I don't think I'm just, I don't want to get my
1: hopes up. I don't want to get my hopes up. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to stay even keeled because you know what happens to me when I go all in on thinking something's going to happen? It crashes and burns very hard, very often. Yeah. So I don't want to come out here and say Akeem Blake is going to win gold because that's not going to happen if I say that. I understand that I can screw things up by my reaction to certain Mm -hmm. athlete performances. True. I always do the opposite of what I say. Mm -hmm. And so in that situation, I'm not going to. Go on the top of the mountaintop and scream McKean Blake. I'm just gonna wait till okay. end of August to do that. But I do want to speak of so Blake looking good. Like we said, the the idea of a US sweep is not happening. It's like so off the radar now, in my opinion. Blake coming in here, uh Simbene looking good against Curly, obviously Seville, you go Omanyala when he gets back together. So there's just a lot of international guys who I don't see US sweeping. But what I will say is prior to this race, I said Fred Curley's floor is bronze. His floor is now silver. Ooh. I don't see two men beating Curley.
0: Cole, do you have a sound I can for see, floor wh- elevation alert? Gordon has moved the floor. <laughs> boop,
1: boop. He's going boop, up. He's going up. He's going up, he's going up he's one he's level. He's <laughs> <laughs> His floor is definitely second. I don't see two guys beating him. The way he's running consistently. And against anybody, you can't say he's just running against randos anymore in Japan and Australia. He's now running at a Diamond League against a majority potential world championship final type field. And he's winning with ease and dominating fashion. Doesn't look lucky. Again, there's always going to be a flash in the pan somewhere like a Marcel Jacobs who won in 2021. Or someone else who can come in hot and just have the perfect race on the perfect moment to beat Fred. But I don't see two guys having that. It's going to take nine seven to beat Curly. Sure, one guy could do it, but two guys, no. And uh, welcome yeah. to my so side Curly of the argument.
0: Good. Welcome to my side of the argument. Wait, it's been lonely. You're, no
1: one lyles winning
0: gold. What do you mean your side of the argument? Yeah, I do, but that's just a bold prediction. But no, I said there was a gap <laughs> between Curly and everybody else. And even though this wasn't okay, a yes. it, this wasn't an enormous win, but I just everybody else has shown vulnerabilities, has shown flaws. Curley just keeps getting wins and he doesn't seem to be backing down at all from anybody. Again, it's still early. Like I look at Brumel. I said, I wasn't going to overreact. I'm not going to, that's his opener 10, yeah. 10 right, right behind Tobogo, Who's great. You know, 0.05 behind Omanyala. And then Bracey Williams still not going to overreact with, with that result either. But I do, there is a gap between Curly and everybody else. Cause who's number two right now. Who's number two, because I, we had it as Ominyala. It can't be Omanyala. Akeem Blake no. wins, but then he had just lost the previous week to Coleman and Lyles. Is it Simbine? Like the second spot is just could be eight is guys. Is it Simbine? Well, the, my point is the second spot could be eight guys, and the first spot could only be one guy. There's nobody out there who has anybody else but Curly at number one. So
1: if you were a math teacher, you would say one equals one and two equals eight.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And yeah. I would raise the floor – to silver for Fred Curley. Those are all the operations. I, uh, you know, pe- beep, <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> there you uh, go. <laughs> yeah, I I want to see Oblique Seville again. He's the other, and I'm not just saying that because we had the Seville versus Blake back and forth. I I, I want to see what he's doing because Blake's running so well. It makes me think he's he's good to go too. Let's go to the 1500s. Same thing. Um, uh, we'll we'll do the men's 1500s, and we'll go to the women's sprints. We'll go Rabat and then LA. Inge Britsen, 332, 59. Nagus was there, but this was a vintage Inge race, right? Got command and then just ratcheted down the pace. Everybody tried to kick, they couldn't. Jakob looked once, Jakob looked twice, and he was home free at that point. But I thought it was still a great race for Nagus. And if you put in context on what happened in LA with some new names cropping up on the U.S. side. It's almost as if Nagoose needed that big performance, and he beats Oliver Hoare. So no surprise here with Ingebrigtsen number one, but I think that's a that's a solid two if you're Nagoose. The way um, Jakob is
1: running, it just makes it even more baffling that he lost the outdoor 1500.
0: Yeah. Right? Right. Because it's right. – He's got a formula, man. He's got a, he's got a plan. He's got a formula. And when Whiteman went up to challenge, he thought, ah, don't know about that. Uh, but, yeah. but but you know, credit to him. Ran a great race. That was a fast race. I don't know what if, like, is ain't going to change anything when it comes time for the championships? I don't know. These races are just run pretty similar to Diamond Leagues now in terms of the overall pace. So I don't know if he switches anything up or if he just goes for it again and dares. Maybe he goes even harder. Maybe he just goes even harder. I don't want anybody near me with 150 to go. I think he
1: doesn't want to take any more risks. He knows when he got – if he got cute. I'm not sure if he ever meant of getting cute against Whiteman. But the way he's running and he's still not even in a peak of his prime. Like he's still rising to -hmm. his prime. He's not on the the top yet or coming down from it. There's – I know I made that wild – remember I made that wild prediction like a year or so ago that he was never going to lose a race or something like that for like four yeah. years. One of your best. Good job. I f- it, f- it still feels like the right thing to say. The way he's running, if you take out that 1500, we're not telling indoor stuff because indoor is weird, but you take out that world championship 1500 and just look at all of his races. yeah, He looks like a guy who has solved the running equation formula where if you have this talent level and you run this way, you will never lose. And that's mm-hmm. what he's been doing. Even when he's a little bit sick during indoors, but very impressive. But the Ingebrigtsen story is not really anything new. We knew that. I think mm-hmm. the bigger story was the people who got second, notably here, Nagoose. I was impressed by that. I thought Nagoose's Rust Buster was going to be like uh, run 335, kind of got him sixth or seventh. But for him to be in it yeah, on his first one, that was very impressive to me. Um, so... Lagos may be the guy, but even though he did this, he didn't run the fastest time for an American this year, which is freaking wild. And we <laughs> thought it would be a Cole Hawker or Cooper tier. It was neither of those guys. It was
0: Hobbs freaking Kessler.
1: <laughs> it,
0: three three thirty two sixty one gets third. He got third in this big-time race. No
1: one outside of Hobbs and his training partners saw this coming, Right.
0: How old is Hobbs Kessler? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. He is, is twenty. He Twenty-one yet? No, he is twenty. He is twenty. Twenty years old. So we have this situation, and this is going to happen more and more. And he just turned twenty in March. We have this situation more and more, where someone let's just and we'll take his event. Let's take the mile, for example. They run under four minutes, get a lot of attention, decide not to compete in college. So we start comparing them to the people they run against. Which is not collegians, it's pros. And then they have one or two down years against pros. And then they're like, ah, yeah, the best in the what, world. What yeah. happened? What went wrong? And then you look up and they're 18 and a half or something years old. And then, so now we look at him as 20 and it's like, whoa, what a big comeback. Let's do the alternate universe where Hobbs Kessler doesn't compete against pros. Let's do the alternate universe where Hobbs Kessler goes to college. Maybe he doesn't even win the NCAA title, but he's getting third. He's getting say he's he's finishing high up in these races. He's posting fast times because he's on a collegiate schedule.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
0: Or even quicker. And then, and then maybe after his, what would he be? Sophomore? Junior? Whatever he would be. Whatever. After that season, that summer he goes and he runs USA's and he runs really well. You're like, Oh my gosh, when he's done with college, he's going to be the next best thing. We just look at these athletes so much different who go, straight from high school to pros and then we think that they're done improving and he's just turned 20 years old so yeah on one sense it's it's surprising it's shocking because it reverses the trend and he gets a pr but look at how i mean gordon like last last year he ran 336 two years ago when he was 18 he ran 334 so He went from 334 to 332 from 18 to 20. Like, that's not a crazy progression. But for some reason, we didn't think Hobbs Custer would be able to get back into the mix. And now he's getting it together at the right time. I think this one result, because the 1500 on the U.S. side is so open, this is enough to put him in the mix. For top three, he beat Cooper Tier. We don't know what's going on with Cole Hawker. Nagus looks solid, and Tier talked about potentially wanting to double 15 and 5. But I think, you know... Kessler's range now is I wouldn't pick him to beat Nagoose right now, but you'd have to put him Kessler two to six in that range. Yeah. Maybe even maybe even one to six if if Neguse has an off day. If you're running 332, you are right there. Again, no, I'm not saying I'm not putting him ahead of Nagoose. I'm just saying he's close yeah. enough to where if Yarod had a bad day. I'm not taking anything away from Nagoose, his record is his record. But but look at just what one race accomplished, what one race revealed. Uh, you look at his whole season. He's been putting out some good times. He won that road mile, um, that BAA road mile, uh, finished second in another one in in Atlanta. But he's only twenty. He's gonna probably he could keep improving. There was a uh, an
1: interesting stat that our uh, journalistic colleague John Galt of Let's Run he tweeted out. Kessler running 332.61, Tier 332.74, and goose 333.02. It's the first time since 2010 that three Americans have run 333.02 or faster in the same year.
0: It finally happened. We, it finally happened. They did it. The seal has been broken. It's just,
1: that's why it's so, we're just so used to seeing Americans run the 334s, 335s. And then one of them pops off and has a great tactical race to be in the metal hunt at the global championships. But now that we have three guys and there's some other people out there who can put together fast times if they wanted to. Yeah. I mean, I think if you give Prekel perfect conditions, maybe he can put off a fast one. Uh, But, and obviously Cole Hawker, who's probably dealing with some injuries. It, uh, it's looking good. I I thought the fifteen hundred was kind of looking kind of oh not so good, but now seeing Hobbs run as he did three thirty two at twenty, the prime of a fifteen hundred meter runner is yep. ages twenty two to twenty six, so he still has yet to even start his prime. Cooper Tier, he looks PB, you know solid PB here. for him. He's you know it's good 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 run for him PB. Obviously he probably wants to have the the win over Kessler, so it kind of looks a little weird. He's mm-hmm. like wait a PB, but I'm slower than the twenty year old. That yeah. feels weird. But I think Cooper Tier, he's he's in line to you know be making multiple teams, whether it be at the fifteen hundred or five k level. But yeah, Hobbs Kessler, super surprised to not see it coming. But also it's something I didn't see coming.
0: Should we all potentially it see it coming? Here it is. is, is it. The man who finished in eighth place. Colt, give me the Jaws music. Go, go ahead.
1: <laughs> uh... We don't we don't have the rights for that. We
0: don't have the rights. No, we have okay. the rights to Colt make the sound. Uh-huh.
1: it's central time he's back so here's the question it's one of three things for sensual number one he's back he's on the road back and we need to watch out Mm -hmm. number two he's actually not back it's just that (laughs) we think 336 is fast and it's not really fast anymore or number 3 what's 3 he is he's fake back because while he did close in 56 seconds he had the exact same last 400 as Cooper Tier is there a difference of running 56 off a 236 opening 1100 versus a 240 like
0: well of course there is of course there is but listen this is so much better than anything else he's run this season look at the trend line now look at where he started and look at where it is now. And he had talked earlier about but it- this is all... Like, I read the article. I think uh, our friend Andrew Greif, LA Times, wrote an article about him where Central was talking about this is really setting up for Paris 2024. And I'm like, okay, well, if you look at it from that perspective, then this is all just extra this season he's just trying to get into shape and then it's all about Paris but that's the we know that stuff at USA's yeah but that's than. tough that's tough I know he's going to be one year away from the injury next year one more year away from his injury and one more year running next year but he's another year older and and there's no guarantee on health so it's hard to know for sure where he would have been in 2024 but he has to be so encouraged by this run about 2023 because listen I know Nagusa has been great. We just talked about Kessler. We just talked about Tier, Hawker, etc. But like Gregoric and Prekel are guys who can make the team, or at the very least, I mean, Gregoric's made a bunch of teams. Prekel made an indoor team, and he's right there. Who knows more about how to get ready for a big race in the US 1500 meter ranks than Matthew Centrowitz? This is what this is where the institutional memory comes in. Right? You can't. We're in the midst of potentially seeing a historic comeback in the NBA. No, you stop watching basketball. But what the Celtics have said, don't let me get game one. Then it was don't let me get game two. Like if you're the 1,500-meter field, you can't let Matt Centrowitz on to the final start line. Like you do not want to see him there if you are interested in getting a top three spot. You you can't. You don't want him there. The, you right, want so – th-
1: so they like, need to they need to collude to find a way to make sure he doesn't qualify out of the semifinals.
0: No, I didn't mean literally. I didn't mean literally. I just meant if you if you're lining up for a 1500 meter U.S. final, and and you got say you got a bunch of guys who ran 3:32, and let's just say for argument's sake, Central lowers his PB one or two more seconds, right? But he's still not the top seed. You're still scared of him. You're still scared of him based on his history. You still do not want to battle him over the last quarter. At Hayward Field, that is not a guy you want to tangle with. You take guys who are faster over Matthew Centrowitz. He has the mental edge. He knows how to get it done when it comes time to do it. And listen, I think a lot of times the mental aspect, the psychological aspect, it's obviously critically important. Sometimes in running, I think it's overrated. The faster person usually wins in most cases. But when we're talking about small margins and you're talking about someone who has the history of Matthew Centrowitz in this event... And the unpredictable nature of the 1500, when it comes time to the U.S. Championships, you have to like the trend line here. This was a this was a surprising result for me. He totally reversed the direction he was going.
1: All right, All right.
0: As much okay, Hold on. I'm
1: doing. I'm do, I'm trying to kill time by giving little words of, because I want to
0: give a stat right now that I'm populating as we speak. While you while you're doing that, I just want to give. We didn't even mention Timothy Chariot, who won the event. <laughs> we should talk about Chariot. I'll do it real quick. He won the Battle of the Chariots against Reynolds. And 331-47, so ran faster than Jakob. You still have him behind Jakob, obviously. But this this was a glimpse at the Chariot pre-Jakob, or when Jakob wasn't ascending to the throne yet. And he would go out there, he'd control races from far out, and he would just hold off all the comp, uh, competitors. So, uh, good race for, for Timothy Chariot. It'll be fun to see him back in the mix. We talked about how wide open the men's 15 is after Jakob, just in terms of how many countries have entrants who can get there. So I would love to see him and, and Reynolds in there as well too. What's your stat? Okay, you ready? Yeah.
1: Hobbs Kessler, Cooper Tier, Yard Nagus, Jonathan Davis, Andrew Hunter, Sam Prekel, Vincent Sieti, Cole Hawker, John Gregoric, David Ribich, Grant Fisher, Josh Thompson, Eric Holt, Paul Ryan, Joe Wascom, Christian Noble, Abdi Nur, Reed Brown. They have all run faster in Centro
0: this year or last year. How many of them have a gold? It's worth something. Olympic gold? Yeah, twenty sixteen. <laughs> yeah, That's a long time what ago. What other gold? Well, I'm just saying it's well, worth something. I'm just something. saying he's he's ranked. He has the nineteenth best fifteen hundred time. Right, but he's right on Gregoric and Pre- but like who are finalists right now maybe better <laughs> he wasn't breaking 4 in the mile a couple months ago i i know there's eventually the improvement curve stalls out but you have to yeah, believe this I'm... is yeah this isn't the end of the improvement okay let's just say this let's say he improves by let's say he gets down to 334 are you going to pick him to make the team
1: if he gets down to 334 yes okay actually hold on if he gets down to three thirty four point eight nine, that's my over under. Three thirty four eighty
0: nine. February eleventh, twenty twenty three, one fifty six zero one. February twenty third, twenty twenty three, 406.52. Maybe he's trolling us with these bad races. No, I I he's just like, legit, watch this. I legitimately think it just took time for him to to come back. And again, maybe maybe he's going to hit that plateau here. Maybe he's going to find that 335 is is it or 336 is it. I just – I don't – that's a possibility. I don't think it's likely though given his track record. I think he's got a little more there. And I don't think he was circling the LA Grand Prix and being like this is – I'm peaking for LA Grand Prix. And I, you just – you gave him confidence. Like you can't – you know, if you're trying to beat him for a spot, he's he's alive now again. Gordon's got the shoes again. Speaking of, Speaking of
1: confidence, I'm confident when I wear – these Tracksmith Elliot running shoes. Do you like that little segue? I I, I don't even know how to, they are a little dirty. I'll be honest, there's a little dirt because you've been using warning, them. Morning, they you love them? They get, they get dirty when you use them. So yeah, that's maybe a, a warning: is that when you run in them in the mud, it gets dirty. But you look good doing it, and they felt good. I, I'm gonna say this. We've get a lot of shoe sponsors. I've been at flow for nine to 10 years. We've had a bunch of different brands send us shoes. These shoes were the best ones that I have worn as a personal Gordon. Now, not everyone's foot is shaped like my foot. So maybe I'm wrong. But I feel like I know I've tried all the brands and these shoes,
0: they have felt the best.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so it out ways there, out that in
0: the wilderness. Let me give you some specs. I talked about the stack height earlier. Uh, Eight ounces, or a men's nine, women's ten and a half, weighs 9.2 ounces. The uh, uh, Women's seven weighs eight ounces. True to size, medium width. So they come in styles from men's four all the way to men's 13, women's 5.5 to women's 14.5. Yeah, just to reiterate, Gordon was bouncy walking around the office wearing these things. Not just, not just bouncy with his feet, but he's bouncy just in his whole aura. So there you go. That's the Elliott Runner. Again, the website tracksmith.com tracksmith.com check it out let's keep moving all right now let's talk about
1: you sent me a text message what was the text that you sent to me i think it was just i didn't LOL. watch this live Thank God i didn't watch this live you just sent an me an lol, LOL. no there's more you sent me well don't read it if it's incriminating what'd you send to me you said sent- ha 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 LOL, 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 I wrote, ha-ha, just saw, and you wrote, so good. Yeah. This meet, And that was sarcasm with the good. With the yeah. So,
0: good. so. so let's, just, let's just do some history. I don't have all these meats written down, but I feel like there's at least one meat every year where there's a ton of scratches beforehand, and then when the meat itself happens, there's a couple more scratches mid-meat, and it just feels like a gut punch. And that's what this meat was. I'm talking about L.A., of course, you had great performances from from Krauser. We just talked about the men's 15. The women's high hurdles was spectacular. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But all the pre-race scratches were a letdown. And then the women's 100 looked to be shaping up to be awesome, just awesome after that first round. You had Richardson run fast. You had Talou run really well. Aliyah Hobbs was looking sharp. And then we get ready for the final, and I look – and I see three empty lanes in the middle of the track, and I think, oh, did they do a B final? Did the people who not who didn't qualify, did they invite them back? And then there's gonna be a B final, and then there's gonna be an A final after that. But no, that was the A final. You had no Hobbs, you had no Tolu, you had no Richardson. Uh, more like Kinnison won it in 1097, so we didn't get to see. The big three who were again, all looking great because Toulouse was 1088. Richardson was 1090. Hobbs was 1095. I think we would have seen something spectacular. NBC reporter on the broadcast, Richardson had cramp issues. Toulouse tweeted something. I don't have it in front of me right now. I can find that um, in a moment. But, yeah, pretty big letdown because people want to, you know, it's Women's 100. It's It's one of the marquee events given the names there, and and we didn't see it. So, she, okay, Toulouse says, unfortunately, I was cramping on my calf just before the final. My team and I didn't want to take a risk. Sorry for the fans who come to watch me run today. Okay. They're
1: we've been through lying. this before.
0: We, 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 we've been cramping. through this before.
1: They weren't cramping. They didn't want to race each
0: other. Okay, see, I disagree with that. I don't think it was an issue of not wanting to race each other. I think it was just an issue of not wanting to race... At all. <laughs> not wanting to do the second race. Like what are they worried about? They've raced each other before. They're gonna race each other again. There's not some sort of there's no no issue that's gonna keep them from racing each other. Yeah. I, I mean I you know what you're right. I, I don't I don't I don't think that's that's true at all. They say they to do two races. Well, I think what could happen is one or two of them maybe did have a cramp, and then at that point it's like, okay, I have nothing to gain and everything to lose. From running this race if it's if the the two main people i came here to beat aren't running don't know the order of operations in terms of who scratched when, and we'll probably never know but nobody was jazzed about this outcome nobody was like do you think, yeah, awesome yeah
1: I'm more and more i think about they weren't dodging the each other they were dodging a second race
0: do you think they were told ahead of time that this was gonna be a two race meet Yeah. And there's two race meets all the time. And a lot of athletes like it because they like getting one in and then having another one. But listen, some of them could have signed up with the express purpose of only doing one race because whatever plan they're in, they're just like, listen, go out, get one hard effort, and then that's it. Which, again, as with all these issues relating to this meet and other meets, it's not a singular athlete's fault. It's not one athlete's fault. This is a sport-wide problem. And it Comes up in issues like this, and then everybody directs their ire to like that athlete or this athlete, and it's, that's not that's not understanding the whole scope of the the, the issue yeah. here. Noah so. Lyles pulled
1: out of the USA sixty. Uh, you'll see it all at USA's. You're gonna last year USA's Grant Holloway didn't run the final against Devin Allen. You will see all these star athletes not do what they don't contract contractually need to do. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a problem at USA's man. I'm predicting it already. I think a thing Mo and Sydney McLaughlin will not run the final in the 400 or the 1500. I think they're gonna run one or two races and then call it de- call it a day.
0: That's so let's do this. Let's do this purely
1: based off of just like the the vibe I'm getting of our sport, where constantly people are, you know, doing as little as possible to only care about being your best at a championship final or a world championship final, but. Yeah. I mean, we were all talking about it. I wanted to see Hobbs versus Shakari because I want to see if Shakari's wins translated to being number one in the U.S. because Hobbs, in my opinion, gets to hold on to the number one spot until she's dethroned. She hasn't done any races to prove that she's not number one. So I was like, hey, they'll race each other and then we can decide. Is Sha'Carri now the new number one or is it still Hobbs? But now we don't get that. So it's a so- bummer. What do you think and would have meet happened? Meet director Max Siegel even made announcements about how, like, yeah, it's a bummer, but at the end of the day, like, he admitted that this that the athletes look at regular season meets as
0: tune ups for the meets that matter, which is USA's and Worlds. Let's pretend the race happened, the final, that is, okay. I'm taking what we saw from the semis, where Tolu ran 10.88 with a plus 1.3, Richardson ran 10.9 minus 0. 0.8. And then Hobbs, 1095, in the same heat as Toluse. What do you think would have happened? Would you rearrange any of the top five or top ten in the world based on what you saw in a prelim? I know that's hard. No, nothing. There's I would not take any. I'd throw out the result. Okay. Well, that was a short game. I... Listen, I thought both of them looked great because they both eased yeah, down. Exactly. I think, I think yeah. you, you can make an equal argument for both of them. I think we could have seen a sub-10-8 just based on how much they were slowing down at the end. We will never know. That's correct. But I think we could have seen something in the 10-7s. And I think what this did – Richardson's run a bu- – like we know Richardson is, is sharp right now. We know she's running really well. She's doing great. But this was a second good result for Toulouse in a row – after what she did in Florida. Again, I know it's only a semi, but I think Tolu is firmly in that top five, um, knocking on the door of top three right now just because she's out there and she's racing, even if she's not in these finals. Um, and credit, again, to the winner, Akinison. That's twice under 11 seconds this year for for her. Yeah. you want to move on? Women's two. Let's talk about women's two in uh I mean,
1: Rabat. do you... Do you... What are your thoughts overall? Like, are you upset, or are you just like, this is our sport? This is what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. We're going to pretend that these races matter, but at the end of the day, they don't. <laughs> yeah, because if they did, they wouldn't pull
0: out, right? I mean, yeah, that's just that's that's the reality of it. And again, you can get mad about it, but understand it's been happening for a while. You could, I mean, maybe someone can go back, you know. 30, 40, 50 years and say, well, so and so ran against this person a million times. But there's always yeah. people in the era who, who run against each other. You know, Jasmine Camacho Quinn had the quote post race so where the hurdles, we don't duck each other, right? Which is true. There's always people in in that era who go against each other all the time. And that's great. And we celebrate them. But there's also athletes and events where it never really works out and we don't get the head to head matchups. But just, it's it's just, It's how the sport is run. It's how the incentives are structured within the sport. I mean, I know people like to talk about track having a marketing problem and all that stuff. Track has a track problem, first and foremost, to put it simply. Track has a track problem that that needs to be Mm -hmm. fixed structurally over the long term. It's not going to be done uh, on a short-term basis. It's not going to be done because you have a meat in a bigger city, it's not going to be done because you have a food truck show up at your meat. It's its a bigger problem <laughs> than that. It's not. It's not. All right, let's That's keep so going. True. There
1: are people who think that though, oh, let's put a food truck and then in the, now we're tracking. Listen,
0: mm. there's nobody more pro food truck than me. You and I have been to some food trucks oh. in our day. Love a food truck. But if if you know, all these other things are just cosmetic and 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 the real structural change is much bigger. We got to keep yeah. going though, because there's a yeah, lot. We do got to keep through. going, but I will say this: Who do you think would have won, Shaqiri or Tulu? Well, that's what I was asking you, and you said it didn't matter, it didn't count. That's what I was trying well, to ask you. Well, you know,
1: <laughs> you were asking me, you were asking me, what do you take from the prelim on your ranking? And I was like, well, nothing. Those results don't matter. I think but who I think is going to win is a different question. I think Shakaria would have won.
0: Yeah, I think. I mean the minus point eight versus the one point three. Again, they're both slowing down though, but I'd give the I give the slight edge to, to Richardson. Hopefully we'll see soon enough. All right. Um we're gonna go we gotta go through pretty quick on these ones. Is that cool? I don't know. Men's eight hundred, uh LA and then Rabat. So men's eight in LA, good race. Uh Clayton Murphy, season's best, one forty four seventy five. I had a Festus Lagat, Isaiah Jewett, good race. For third, um, and then over in Rabat, you had Wanyoni get another win, one forty four three. Where Emmanuel Career one forty eight. I know it was his eight hundred debut, but way down there in eighth place. So Murphy though running well with the. Uh, well, I mean that, that's a that's a solid mark for him and a great kick with the one forty four seven five.
1: Yeah, I mean, times-wise, it's the 144s are like we see these all the time. But um, I was impressed that Murphy won. Murphy, every time he goes on like these little cold streaks where he's like, what's going on? You know, he just fails to make a final here or just gets eighth place there, and you're like, man. And then he goes on a hot streak where he'll put together, you know, multiple weeks' worth of great performances. You're like, oh, Murphy, he's he's back in the – the race tactician expert that he can be. And then he goes on a cold streak and it feels like Murphy's coming off a cold streak. And now maybe this will be the start of a hot streak. So he can set himself up well to make another team. I mean, how many teams has Murphy made?
0: I feel like he always figures it out he, when it comes time to, he made to the do fi- it.
1: Yeah. He made the 15 team because of Nick Simmons and then, right. And then 16, he meddled 16. He made, and then 17, no 17. He didn't shoot sure Right. Made.
0: Seventeen is when he doubled, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Well, that was that was interesting. Which, and then 18... no, I, I love that. I will never. <laughs> I will always appreciate that he went for it in seventeen. Nineteen he made. <laughs> I remember he made nineteen. Nineteen he made. Yeah. Um, let's see. Seventeen. Yeah, he didn't make seventeen. Um, Twenty-one. Should know this. But yeah, he won oh. it. Won the trials. Ninth in yeah. the final and then last year Eugene yeah. so uh he got he's he got fourth up. he got fourth he just he just missed it last year fourth at USAS he's, so. He, okay so if he didn't make i'm going to say if
1: he i think everyone would have him make the team this year right cuz Hopple's not doing anything after, crazy after. wild
0: yeah you have to put Murphy on the team yeah yeah yep 100% okay high hurdle time uh women's highs from LA this was one of the events of the meet we talked about it before what Camacho Quinn said about the lack of ducking on women's high hurdle side. She got the win, 1231, world lead. She had the faster time previously, but that was wind dated. She was really good. Harrison right there, 1235. It's a one of, I mean, it's in like her top six or seven times all time for Kenny Harrison, which that's, that's an impressive stat given how fast she's run and how long she's been at it. Uh, surprised a bit with Sun in eight there at 1269. But remember, she got a slow start last year and then got it together um, at the end. So Camacho Quinn, I think though, number one right now in the world.
1: I'm not surprised about the Sun performance. That's what she does. She has a erratic regular season and she'll put it together. Maybe probably medal at worlds. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, those are the two fastest times in the world this year. You still have the college kids in Russell and Armstrong duking it out, and and Nugent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I do think now Nugent is Jamaican, so she won't be involved in, yeah, you know, USA's, per se. But I can see one of those college kids potentially catching lightning in a bottle and go on into worlds and find a way to upset a Camacho Quinn or Harrison. Uh, but. We'll have to wait and see. Kamacha Quinn though, she is she was like the next big thing, and then all of a sudden Toby comes in hot and like yeah. breaks the world record. And we're like, I thought this was gonna be Jasmine's kinda four year run. And then uh Amy kind of screwed that one up. But now maybe it's eviling it's evening itself out and Kamacha Quinn is kinda getting back to the twenty twenty one version of her.
0: So All right, let's go to Rabat men's high hurdles. Sheed Broadbell did it again, 1308, beats Grant Holloway, 1312, Parchment, 1324, Devin Allen, 1325. This is going to be a battle all year, and it's going to involve these four. Maybe there will be another person or two that enters the mix, but this is going to be a battle because you got a lot of guys who are sub-13 here.
1: Conspiracy, yeah. Do you think Grant... Lost this race on purpose to make us feel like <laughs> watching him run at the championship level there's a more of a chance he might lose.
0: No, Grant because is, he literally lost the Olympics. It makes no sense. So Yeah. What do you mean it makes no, no yeah, sense? No, Broadbell's yeah. good. Broadbell's really good. I know Broadbell's good, but Grant is better. We did this last year. Broadbell beat him Grant last year. Grant is better. But Grant is a better one ten
1: meter hurdler than Broadbell.
0: Yes or no? He's had a better career so far. Yeah, it doesn't mean Broadbell's not oh, close enough to beat him. Yeah, but he's better. Better people lose all the time. That's sports. I know. I mean, it's, it didn't it's, happen it's, in the Eastern Conference semis. Eastern Conference <laughs> uh, semis, the best teams clearly won.
1: Oh, yeah. The MVP.
0: <laughs> is he? God you he has to give it back. Bring you have a, re, this is a ridiculous team. point. Because I only do it when you have, make ridiculous I'm points. I'm being facetious. He's not trying
1: to lose on purpose. That was a joke. I'm not dumb like he was trying to win and he lost i'm not I'm trying to make a little fake joke but what i am saying though is like when i look at grant and the 110 field you kind of look at the way you look at a lot of the top and then the field it's grant versus the field grant versus the field and so whenever you see grant actually lose to the field you get a little confused it's like i was like wait they only he only went 1308 grant can run 12 9 why didn't why didn't Grant win? And so you kind of get a little bit of confusion because you're so used to see Grant Holloway win every race. Now this is an indoor sixty; it is an outdoor yeah. 110, So maybe that's the difference. That but, is the difference. I don't
0: know. Yeah, we saw him lose to—he's lost to Parchment. He's lost to yes, Broadbell. He's lost, bell, the, he's lost he to Devon Allen. To Jamaicans again. I know, but I, on, yeah, yeah. But that's that's good. Credit to him for running a lot. Credit to him for putting him in a yeah. position to where he's in these competitive. Races, but I got bad news for you, man. All What's time, bad news? well, they've raced technically five times when they've well. I'll, I'll say this, the DNF from Broadbell counts, so it's three and three all time between the two of them, and Damn. all all six matchups come from the last two years. Yeah, no, you're and right. two of those wins for Holloway came at Tom Jones this year. Okay. Heat, a heat so. and a final, which I don't, it says DNF. I don't. He might have even. He probably DNS that. I'm guessing. So I mean, yeah. last year he got him twice, one in Hungary, and then one in Switzerland. A uh, Grant got Grant Holloway a broad problem. Is that what we're trying at, to say? <laughs> well, does he have a Jamaica problem with parchment too? Yeah. These guys he are might. really good. These guys he might are have really a good. Problem. Let me look at um. Let me look at Grant versus Parchment just to further this thought. Um, ooh, he's seven and one against Parchment. Only loss coming. Okay. At so it's a broadbell problem. He doesn't he has a broadbell problem. <laughs> Very clearly a broadbell yeah. problem. But Parchment, thirteen twenty four, he's not going away. I just think it's gonna be great.
1: And it's a good run for Devin Allen. He's like, you know, obviously coming off a of football season, getting fourth in this race. Yeah, he's only he was only point oh one off of the Olympic champion Parchment. so Allen should be in the mix
0: when it comes to August, so that should be exciting. Let's move now. Uh, women's four hundred in LA. Everybody's talking about who wasn't there, but who was there was Paulino. We ran forty eight ninety eight, got a PB, dropped it a hundredth of a second. Nasser's back. She got second fifty twenty seven just those two alone those are two huge stories in the sport <laughs> you kind of had to have a scratch here cuz this the event could not like hold another crazy story like if sydney was in this as well it would have been it would have been incredible so yeah all this talk about who's running the 400 who's not one thing is certain paulino is running the 400 and she's going to be damn good at it she's going to i would assume be sub 49 come World well, championships. Now, maybe Bowl can run faster than that. Maybe Sydney's going to run it, and she's going to be faster than that. We don't know. But Paulino, if the status quo is a status quo, she's going to be tops in the world unless other people come in. I, I think Sydney's going to run the quarter, so we, which means she's going to have to run real fast to, to get the win. You think Sydney's going to run the quarter at Worlds? Yes. Yes. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know for certain. That's just a guess. I think she's around the quarter. Which I don't know where that leaves bull, but the other one I want to talk about men's two. Terrence Laird from lane eight. Lane eight, Gordon. Twenty point oh six. He's been injured, been off the radar a bit. Remember how hyped we were about Laird that last year at LSU, how fast he was running. He goes twenty oh six, beats Jeremy Richards, uh twenty oh eight. 200 team though is so unforgiving. It's so hard to get on that US 200 meter team. He's gonna need to take another step up. But it was just great to see him out there again. Huge potential. Uh, Good to see that he's healthy. And it's just interesting they had him out way out in eight. (laughs) And this like he was way far back too. The last 50. And you're like, wait, who is that? And you're like, oh, okay, Terrence. Like if if someone told you two years ago that that would be Terrence Laird, it would make sense. But yeah, we just we just haven't seen him on the circuit for for a bit. So good, good to see him out there again. Um, I got two more. On the, is there anything else you want to talk about in either Rabat or L.A.? I got two more distance no. races. Hit me. Okay, so women's fifteen. It's the guy went for it again. Man, she just go like just like there's the world record light, and then there's her. <laughs> The problem is the lights beat her a lot, which I, I, you know they're tough. The lights are really good. This, does, we saw this. Does the
1: guy have a light problem.
0: Yeah, well, we saw it. World indoor, light problem indoors. She just she just steps up and just swings for the fences. She's not making contact. She's not going for singles. She goes to world records. Um, she eventually drifted back three fifty four, but that's still really good. Unfortunately, three fifty four is going to put you behind Faith Kip Yegar, But I just wanted to to give her props that performance. Ethiopia one through four here. Hailu Halem was second and third. They're so deep. Speaking of really hard teams to make, Ethiopian women's 1500 meter team is nuts. And then the last event of the meet, we saw El Bacali 756-68. He gave the world record a bit of a scare here. Um, all-time performance for him and a, uh, a, a PB for Sufian El Bakali. It's the 14th fastest time in history, but when you take out the Repeat competitors, he moves up even higher. So fun to see him go for it. And looked like, I mean, it looks like if you got him and some of the other top guys together, like if you got Germa and Wale together and they actually pushed each other, you could see 7:53. And that world record's been around since 04. On the distance side of things, 04 is ancient history. When you think about the marathon world records, the 5Ks, I mean, the 15 is is old too, but Women's side of things, marathon, five k, ten k, all recent. Fifteen hundred, recent. But steeple for the women, recent. Like the men's, the men's steeple, it's time. It's time. El Bacali might be the guy. Shrika Jackson ran uh, twenty one oh. seconds
1: in the two hundred. Yeah, we skipped league.
0: that. Sorry, we skipped that. Go ahead. Skip that because right. you know you just I went out of order of greatness. <laughs> no, I'm not. Go ahead. Sorry.
1: Good thing you're here. <laughs> Good thing I'm here. See, that's what you need, you need me here for—just some time to fix things up. But I did predict that she would. It would be hard for them to break the 22-second barrier. Remember, I was like, everyone's going to be running 22-0, and then there's going to be like a an avalanche or a waterfall effect of people start breaking 22 seconds. But she runs 21-9, impressive. Shriki Jackson, we can't forget. She did run the number two fastest time in the world in the 200. So it makes sense that she's running 21-9 this early. It should set up all, her up well to chop it down a bit and be back into the 21, four to six range uh, come uh, August. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Nothing much really to add to it though, but you know, Shrika Jackson getting a win. She didn't really yeah. beat anyone that
0: good. Strawn so. ran really well. She came on late. Looked like Tamara Davis might take it. And then the last 50 was... It, it didn't look like it was going to be sub-22 just based on how far back she was. And then when when they... Showed the time. I was like, oh, okay, wow, that's that was just a good performance from from both those women. Um, Isn't it wild that Kayla White finished fourth in that race is the one who
1: beat Shikari Richardson in a 200?
0: Yeah. Yeah, every race is so different. Weird. Um, sports are weird. Sports are weird. All in the game says Femke ran 53-12 for her fastest ever 400-meter hurdle opener, was testing out a new 14-step pattern, went well until the seventh hurdle. Quote, then it became a mess, but I had a lot of energy left. So – yeah, the listen the the possibility. I say was, that all the time. It was a mess. When I go on my local runs, it was a mess. <laughs> so it is interesting though, because we're, we're watching, you know, Britton Wilson post all these doubles that are ridiculous when she has fifty-two seconds of rest. The world where she just runs one event, I, I don't know what she's capable in the four-minute hurdles. So if Femke does stay there. Britain goes into the formula hurdles. Femke's still the favorite; she's got to be. But uh, I'm interested to see what Britain Wilson could do full full rest. But speaking of that, yeah, should
1: we do a quick yeah recap of NCAA prelims? We'll probably do a more of a mega um, um, a mega their preview um, next week. Preview yeah. of it on Monday's podcast next week. We are going to be doing podcasts live after NCAA's as well, so that
0: should be exciting. Two of them: the tenth and the tenth and the twelfth. I think we're doing them. Whatever days those Kevin are.
1: Kevin wrote a really good uh it's great. article recapping five of the most mo- notable moments from NCA prelims. A lot of the big dogs all qualified. You're not there was not too many shocking not qualify qualificators. Qualificators? Qualifier. Qualifiers. Qualifiers. Qualificators. <laughs> qualificators. Qualifiers. I guess notably Drew Bosley was a scratch. He was entered into 10K and then ended up not even running. Uh so He must have been dealing with an injury. He was entered in just a 10K, scratched a 5, and then ultimately scratched a 10. So I think that was the one like gold medal potential athlete who didn't get through the rounds. But outside of that, we had the two big doublers, Caitlin Tui, qualifying with ease in both the 1500 and the 5K, trying to pull off the 15 5K double. Her workload is going to be running a 1500-meter prelim, then 48 hours rest. And then a, fifteen final,
0: five k final. You any thoughts on Caitlin yeah. Turie's double? I think she's going to be fine. I think the fact that the meet starts later is going to help out. That five k final is until nine fifty five p.m. You look at her margin over everybody else. It's it's significant. It's massive. I think yeah. she'll be. I think she'll be good. She's also and the same thing we could say with Britton Wilson. They've been planning for this, right? They've been gearing workouts yeah. towards this, I, I'm assuming, and, and being able to come back with this amount of rest. NC State's done a really good job of keeping her total race count low outdoors, including these three. She's only raced seven times outdoors, and a lot of those have been very controlled effort. She obviously had the Fast 15 and the Fast 5, but everything else looked like it was well under control. So I think she's laid a, ready to let it rip, and I think what this is going to be, this is going to be the jumping-off point And then she's going to go into maybe another meet or so before USA's. And then we're going to see uh, how she does against the top women in in the United States. So I think she's the favorite in both. She should be the favorite in both. And she didn't have any issues qualifying.
1: And then also no issues qualifying, as you saw on the screen a little bit earlier when you were talking, is Britton Wilson, uh, again, pulling off. A, a stupid double. It makes no sense. No one in their right mind should ever attempt this. But Britton Wilson <laughs> likes to live a little dangerously, and she's like, you know what? 400, 400 hurdles, I'm in. And she uh, cruises with ease in both. She basically runs four 400-meter type races, qualifies with ease in all the prelims. And she ran fast, too. She was running 49 seconds. Why is yeah, she out there running yeah. 49 seconds
0: in a prelim? She, so my- she needs to learn to slow it down. I thought of the same thing. My only thought was that's easy for her now. Or she's just trying to get a workout in. And that's scary if it's true. Like That's what it looks like. Now, here's the thing. The rest shrinks even more when we get to the NCAA finals. So, the total amount of time that she's going to have. There's only one event in between the two events. And Rashida Adeleke was only a few hundreds behind her in a different heat in the quarter. So, that's going to be the true test. There's nobody within two seconds of her in the four meter hurdles. I think if she goes into the four meter hurdles tire as long as she gets a, a fifty four and change, um, she'll be fine. I think the next is the next fastest time the season in the fifty fives. Now, someone could PR yeah. and come out of nowhere, but yeah, fifty five twenty one for Messiah Russell is the number two time in the nation this year. So basically, this is a math equation. I mean, we know Adelecke is gonna run fast, but you know, can she run can Wilson run 49 2. And then after 20 minutes rest, can she come back and run 54? 54 5 probably would be enough. If she can do that, she's going to pull it off and it's going to be. I mean, they didn't think this double was possible because they put the schedule that way. If they thought someone was going to do this, they wouldn't have even made it that hard. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Like the degree, like they just. Again, they weren't even thinking about this being a possibility. So, oh, yeah, how are we going to do this NCAA championship schedule? Oh, we'll do the we'll do the 400. Okay. And then uh, what's next? Oh, we'll do an event. And then yeah, how about the four hurdles? Oh, you don't think anybody will do both? They're both 400s. No, 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 no. No one would ever do. <laughs> is this your first track meet? Who is this new guy? No, no one thought it was going to happen. So that's why they have them with only one event in between. But I think she's going to do it. I think, Gordon, she's going to do it. I think so too. Crazy. Um it's well, wild. We'll we'll break it down more
1: down to like the minute of rest that she'll have uh next week. <laughs> Other notable things from prelims, the men's distance races, nothing too shocking. All the top people qualified in the five K. Um, obviously you mentioned Drew Bosley didn't do the 10K, but that was because he scratched. But Duncan Hamilton, man. Hamilton, who I think I brought him up to you one time on a podcast, like oh, watch yeah. out for Duncan Hamilton.
0: Yeah. What was it for? What was it in reference to? Well, Do you didn't that? He, he said he was going after the collegiate record, wasn't he? And I was, or something like that. And I was like, wait, Henry Rono's ran eight Oh five. It was something like that. Yeah. Which he's not eight Oh five, but he won by 19 seconds. <laughs> That's a statement race. Talk about people yeah. who ran harder than they need to. Um, he won by 19 seconds. when he ran eight sixteen, yeah. so he's, he's number two. Trying off- to
1: get a world standard is probably what he was trying to do.
0: Yeah, and now we have an awesome battle with him and Rooks coming up in NCAA's because Rooks is at eight seventeen. Then you throw in Parker Stokes there. You got three top five runners all the time in the men's steeple. And then on the men's sprint side,
1: we had crazy fast wins. Plus five point five reading, four point four, two point seven. Uh, the notable one was a nineteen sixty from
0: Robert Gregory. Yeah, the Robert Gregory. Yeah, and then on the yeah and the, and the the hundred was nuts. You had ten guys under ten. Honestly, because the wind was so out there, I was looking more at the west. And you had a Dodi on Wasirike get a PB with a nine nine two um, ahead of Jones, but also in the mix. You know, you got Maswanganyi, Makai Williams. Like, it was – that men's 100 is still just up in the air, I think. If Williams can get fully back, Williams might win the whole thing. I don't think you can count him out. In the same way, I don't think you can count out Masuangani, even though those other guys ran faster. Oh, I forgot Courtney Lindsay ran 10.02. On Wazirika, 9.92. Jones, 9.93. Lindsay, 10.02. Williams, 10.04. Maswangani 10.05. So I think any of those five can win, and then if you want to tell me three guys can win from East, I'm not going to argue with you. Again, it's harder to measure because of the wind reading, but if you look at their other performances throughout the season, they're they're right in there too. It's going to be really hard to make that final.
1: Yeah. It's going to be interesting. And then um, last but not least, not happening at NCAAs. She could be still in the NCAAs if she wanted to. She could. Uh, Anna Hall, though. Now, clearly, doesn't need to be in the NCAA because she's out there destroying the heptathlon. Uh, how many points did she score? Six thousand nine hundred and eighty-eight points. Mm-hmm. Number five in world history, right?
0: Yes, yes.
1: Twenty-two years old. Two oh two eight hundred two eight hundred
0: to close it out. Two oh two eight hundred. two eight
1: <laughs> hundred. That's quick. Yeah, bunch of PBs. I'm.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm looking
1: forward to. Um, off year seasons now because off year we know what Ashton Eaton was doing in the off year when there's no World Championships he was yeah mixing it up in different events And I guess when our, when's our first off year 2026 right
0: yeah yeah it's been a while
1: so 2026
0: and 2030 that, that is used to be, be a the fun thing in hall years that used to be the only thing you'd look forward to in the non championship year it's like what's this person gonna try it's the yeah. non championship well, hall
1: now. Is- She's going to just call this something like the Anna Hall Invitational. What, the, the only events that she competes in, and she just races the best of the best, gives herself ample rest, and then she's like, all right, I'm going to do 400 hurdles, I'm going to do an 800, I'm going to do this, that, the other thing. That's what we want. So.
0: Yeah, she just um, – she just really came into her own this summer, and and we'll see you know, how yeah. far she can take it. But almost to 7,000, she talked about getting to, to 7,000. And to PR in that many events in one competition, just that's got to feel good. Um, checking on the chat, all in the game, hashtag qualificators. Then we had a little bit of a, a back and forth, uh, some U.S.-Jamaica thing. Um, Leverage King, as if half this chat isn't sponsored by Jamaican hopes. It's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> to which Jordan responded, Jamaican realities, trademark, which is good. Um, I don't know what the context is of this, but it ends with you getting made fun of. So I'm going to read it. The British say transport, while U.S. says transportation. Both are technically correct, but why use more letters and time than you have to? LOL. And all in the game responded and says, not when Gordon says it. <laughs> there.
1: <laughs> Sorry. I like we that. We do one. want to talk about two more things. Okay. Uh, I'm going to keep looking
0: at the chat. These are just some good, good comments. While I look at the chats.
1: Cordell Tinch, man. Oh, you yeah. See this? yeah. Read the whole Read the I whole week.
0: No, the whole weekend. It was six.
1: What do you mean the did, whole weekend?
0: He had two other events. Look at all Look at all his yeah. marks. Pull up all of them. Yeah, no.
1: I know, but like seeing 1287 on a clock for our D2 kit, college kid, you're like, what, what are we taking crazy pills? <laughs> no, we're not taking crazy pills. The wind is taking crazy pills. But still, 1287 is 1287. This guy, man, he's going to be – I just need to get him in a wind legal environment. This guy can't catch a break. He's just running 13, 1299, 1287 with all these crazy wins. Give him a perfect 2.0 wind in a perfect
0: stadium and see what this this, this guy can do because that's what I want to see. So he was 816 in the long jump and 221 in the high jump. That's the
1: eight, That
0: 816 is pretty damn good. That's 221 neat. is – right. I mean it says one point, 1.1 wind on the 816. That's yeah, good. just the fact he's tripling though and then running the 1287 even though the
1: wind is 6. I mean, Hollywood was doing that too, right? At Florida. He was doing the long jump.
0: Sometimes he didn't know. do the high didn't do the high jump in college, though.
1: No, he did the high jump in high school. Uh, okay. One last thing uh yeah. to tell chat. Today is May twenty ninth. Yep. Which is also happens to be the same day when Kevin Sully was born.
0: Kevin, how old are you now? What? How Kevin's old am I I like to look at how yeah. many I have left, not how many I have achieved. So we're going to keep it moving. Thank you, though, well, for bringing it up. Appreciate how many, it.
1: How, how many do you have left? Happy birthday, Kevin. Thank you, Colt. Oh.
0: Oh, at least 50.
1: 50? So yeah. to 50 more years of Kevin
0: Sully. At least. So you're 39? Least. You're 39? Okay, yeah. Did you do the – you're like, ah, he's definitely gone at 89. <laughs> so Yeah. <laughs> happy uh, birthday, Kevin. Thank I you, man. i
1: happy birthday to you, but – you know, my vocal cords aren't the best. Right well,
0: instead now. of that, I want to try to get to a couple more questions on the chat. Uh, someone says, what okay. about the men's 400 in LA? Yeah, Karani James out hard, and then Sean Bailey of Jamaica closed on him. That was a that was a crazy last 100. When you watch someone run as many times as we've seen Karani James run, you kind of have an idea of how it's going to look all the way to the finish line, but Bailey came up on him 44-43. That's a, that's a PR... I, 400, I have no idea what's going to happen. Don't know if Norman's running, had an injury. Curly's not running it. Uh, Gardner's looked pretty good, but no one's really grabbed hold of the event this year. So maybe that could be a metal, metal type performance, uh, of the vaults Bailey into the metal conversation. Um, let's see. Now people are just wishing me happy birthday. Thank you, but I can't get through the chat now. <laughs> um, someone asked about the women's... Oh, what say you guys on a women's one and two at NCAAs? I don't think anything changed. I mean, Julian Alford in the one. Yeah. Julian offered in the and two. Julian offered in the two. So anybody else that can contend? Or anybody no, else? No. Who's favored no. for second? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know. I
1: mean, okay. I do know. But, it, I mean, maybe Ophelia can put it together at the very end. Did she even qualify in the women's two? I don't even know if she qualified in the women's two.
0: Uh, now people are asking for more previews. Florence Diamond League, Racers Grand Prix. We're, we're on the recap side of things Kevin, now, what guys. Are, we're on the recap side of things. We're what, on the preview what have side we of done? things. That's a great chat. It's a lively chat. I thought everybody was on top no, of I know. it today. What have we done in terms of what? And it's on Memorial Day weekend, too. On Memorial Day. Chat. And there's nobody in here, by the way. I thought I was going to set yeah. off the alarm. You're not even in Austin. Yeah. But we do it for you. We I, I have
1: my friends who I'm here... In Duluth, with they're constantly texting me. He's like, When's the podcast over? And I'm
0: like, Well, we got to talk about the diamond leagues. Yeah, leaks. <laughs> yeah well, angel. no, trust us, guys. Gordon's friends are right off camera, you just can't see them. Yeah, there they, they are, are right there, waving to my friends. All right, yeah. we're gonna leave it there. Shout out to Colt. Thank you for doing this on a holiday, Colt. We appreciate you. Excellent producing. Yeah. We also have two emails that we've I wanted to get to for the last couple of weeks. One is an update on. Internet coach. The other one's from our friend Harry with another Stats Deep Dive. When you're in the studio, Gordon, next week, we're going to have to do those. All right? Two good emails that we got to get to. So we'll read those uh, next time. Thanks to the chat. You guys are awesome.
1: Yeah, thank you, chat. We love you guys. Thanks for always being here. And uh, like and subscribe. And ultimately, happy birthday, Kevin. What's your middle name? Michael. Kevin Michael Sully. Thanks to
0: Tracksmith for sponsoring too. Thanks to Tracksmith. And Tracksmith. See you guys uh, next Monday. Thanks to Colt. Have a great one, everybody. Talk to you soon.